Welcome to Under the Blanket, and this is your host, Bobby Here, Love, and I have a guest host, Jeff. Uh, today, we're, well, first, we're under Mirage's blanket, the blanket of the cosmos, and here we are. So, you know, listeners, center into this moment, and don't get busy listening. Just be, just be. All right, because you know you can get caught in listening, and it could uh, strengthen the ego. So here we go. Um, energy. We're going to talk about energy. So, uh I guess uh, I'll start us off with something, Jeff, if that's okay. Say hi, okay. everybody. Hello. All right, so that's Jeff. So, um, energy. Well, first of all, I'd like to talk about, like, the energy of nature, which relates to spiritual energy. And the, the map I use is the Gunas. And there are three forces in human beings of energy, of energy from nature. And we got the Tamas which is inertia, inactivity, negativity, apathy, dullness, dark, delusion, depression, ignorance. Raja, which is movement, uh, activity, energy, excitement, uh, passion, uh, desire, agitation, anxiety, and egotism. Sattva, balance, harmony, positive, peace, clarity, light, creativity, openness, and intelligence. Now, at any given moment, a human being has all different levels of these energies. So even, and they could, the energy could be like, you know, uh, uh, as far as Rajas goes, it could be excited, so it feels kind of good, or it could be an agitation. So it's a similar kind of energy, but a different frequency. And basically, we all got these energies going on, and um, unless we're enlightened or whatever. So, uh at any given moment, certain things affect the energy levels or things you do to yourself or whatever it is. And uh, I think it's all about, you know, balancing these energies. And uh, this is the energies of nature. I'll get into the spiritual energies later. But, you know, just like honor where you are now. If you have a lot of tamas and only a little bit of sattva, accept that. You know, be with that. Allow it. You know, and that brings more sattva in. You know, it, it's all about acceptance and allowing if you try to fight this stuff although it may seem to work it eventually it's like pushing dirt under the rug you're eventually going to have to clean it at a certain point so there you go jeff that's just to start us off so you continue about energy my my personal energy right at the moment excuse me i just got off the phone with my doctor and then like just by myself my energy was pretty low today and what I had to be dealing with and everything. I'm dealing with hawks outside my backyard and protecting the squirrels. And then, like, that inner energy between the, the animal kingdom and the and the, let alone the, everything that's going around my backyard affected my, my mood itself. And <clears throat> my energy itself was, like, I was, like, mad, really mad at this hawk. And then trying to get my little squirrel friends... But then I realized it's all part of the whole thing, and I just like had to let it happen. Whatever was going to happen, going to happen. And then the doctor called, and I had to deal with that and everything. And then it was one on one. Usually, like there's a disconnect between the phone and that. And then with my doctor, I just like <clears throat> just told him like I just need to have these certain things done. But outside of that, like I going back to the hawks and everything. Then the crows showed up today and everything. And I just like realize all well, the crows keep the hawks away and the hawks keep the crows away. 
then there's the little birds and I'm in between all this stuff and I'm just trying to keep everything intact in harmony with uh, with what's going on in my backyard on my porch. This is today right now. And then um, <clears throat> prior last night, we had like I was talking to my wife about the, about the birds and everything and then how like, well, I didn't want the sparrows to eat the flowers so the hummingbirds could have the flowers, but then the humming they they help spread the pollen for the flowers to keep growing if you know what i mean yeah. and then um so like i so like i was like well at first then i'm just dealing with my me being mad about that so like i just got to stop being mad about these little simple things that are don't mean anything to to them to the birds to the squirrels what i'm talking about in my backyard and then um <clears throat> then like 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 outside of that like there's always the energy of that what's going on with that what that makes me happy then at night i fall asleep easier at ease than i used to be in the past living here where i'm living right now and everything and then i used to have nightmares and then since my awakening my nightmares gone away and got into great dreams I don't know if that has anything what we're doing with talking about an energy, but I think there's energy at night that you perceive more energy at night that you don't even realize. That I, I think that has everything to do with energy because what you're talking about with your uh, mood and all your reaction to it, it sounds like you had a little bit of Thomas, a little bit of Rajas, Rajas in the sense of anger, agitation. So, you know, it fit into that. And then you were looking at it from a certain perspective, and that's the positivity of Sattva. You know, and since you talked about your energy like that, why don't I just share where I'm at right now? So right now, I got about 50% sattva. Mostly I'm feeling that peace. But, you know, the rest is 25-25. I got the tamas. I can feel. I can feel that pull of it. And I can feel the rajas in the sense of excitement about doing a podcast, that sort of thing, you know? So it's yes. interesting that, you know, it's, it seems to me about balancing that energy. Ultimately, we do want it all to be but I think it's possible to have the rajas or the tamas that are a part of it that get us to get things done. Like if you had no rajas, like would you even be able to do the things you have to do in life? So I think it's yeah. important to balance it rather than be like, oh, I have to be sattva all the time. Only good vibes. You know, you can't have these other. No, that's absurd. Uh, I have you know? to reach in. I'm reaching in too to get back to the good vibes. You know, like, yeah, waking up in the morning, kind of, oh, a little achy. I'm 60 years old myself, just staying. So a little achy sometimes I work. Those muscles and the bones and the brain start working again. You know, even even though my mind was, like, on full overload on the dreams last night and everything, and I'm just like, then I don't know, maybe I wasn't looking forward to the doctor appointment. But that's, that's beside the point. I was just like a phone call, thank God. You know, like, besides the personal prodding, you know, like, you know, doctors are liars. You're right. And so, like, they, you know, that's why they call it a practice. I'm like, glad I didn't have to deal with that energy of theirs. Like, and then it's, it's a constant, like, it's a constant black and white in the playbook of, of whatever they got going on at their end, their energy. Sometimes you get a good bounce. But what I'm talking about is a good bounce off someone else. And everything like if I'm if like oh I'm kind of coming out of that mood and then my wife's in a better mood and that I get a bounce off her and off her energy of being happy and all oh, right like 
this and that or whatever is happening at that moment like today it was like well the squirrels ate all the all the peanuts and i had to go get more peanuts for the squirrels and then the, the scrubs like i like the scrubs are a little aggressive a little bit but like they're my friends too so like hey we may not we communicate through telepathy all of us like in a way through the animal kingdom and that energy of telepathy between that you could feel their vibrations off their happiness and their and then that cheers you up instantly doesn't even if you're in the worst worst downfall of what you're feeling at that moment yeah you you got a point about that how the external environment can affect the gunas because it's all, all you ultimately realize that it's all interconnected and all interdependent and the gunas that are going on in your human system are interconnected with all that's around you and things in far places as well and then let's up level a little bit so you got this gunas energy what about there's there something besides that is that it well you know as you do the inner journey what you realize is all of the energy that appears to be different like gunas are uh people are boxes are a grass blade, our uh, lawnmower, our the stars, whatever it is, you see, you actually experience. I've gotten into the state where it is all one energy of Prakriti. Well, you could call it something else, but it's basically the same energy, and it's just being perceived differently. And 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 in, in reality, it is not different. It is all the same energy. We just see it that way in order to have an experience of being a human being. So. When you cleanse the doors of perception, you see that infinite energy of Prakriti. And then as you go into the Prakriti, you see that's not it. There's some deeper form of energy that isn't, it isn't stuff. It isn't the energy of form. So it's not like a chair or a lawnmower or the stars. It's yana. It's like nothingness. And it's hard to even comprehend what nothingness is. But it's the opposite of form. It's, it's the sense that there's no there's no stuff it's just like just emptiness it's hard to even describe it because these words just point to it so if you haven't been to the level of nothingness where there's still like a being there there's consciousness in that nothingness that is in fact the nothingness really is consciousness and that's what you learn when you go into the nothingness you see that there that consciousness is there so you conclude that the consciousness is the nothingness the consciousness has no form like a brain or uh, anything like that. It's just this nothingness. And then as you go deep into that nothingness, then you see, whoa, it's one. It's the same thing as the form. You know, Purusha and Prakriti are one. And then as you do this, the gunas, they take care of themselves. Because you go to these, because the gunas are low-level energies. Even the gunas of sattva, where you feel peace and positivity, that isn't the spiritual awakening that's, like moods and perception. Anyway, that's just my that's my but system. Of if you, I absolutely agree. But because you could be sitting, someone could say there's nothing out there. What's out there? Where are you at at this moment? These these certain people or myself, I'm sitting in my backyard. Well, I could say there's nothing in the sky, but there is. I could feel the air. That's something. I could see the clouds. I can almost feel the clouds because the moisture from the air touches my skin. Thus, I physically feel everything of the nothingness. 
Yeah, like you, for example, you have to have up to have down or left to have right. You couldn't just all be nothingness. There had to be something to contrast it to really understand the nothingness, which is kind of like how I experienced creation. Like before there was any dreams of the great dreamer, there was nothingness and it was just pure being and it was totally at peace. But we didn't understand ourselves as one because we hadn't experienced the opposite. So we dreamed up all these dreams, universes, infinite planes of reality, all different kinds of things, and explored all of it to, so that that nothingness had a somethingness. And then we experienced everything. We just wanted to have everything the something had to offer. So we have every possible thing that could exist or dream or experience exist infinitely in the somethingness. And that's so we could get back to the nothingness and have peace. And that's sort of this process of awakening. We have to forget to awaken, to remember, and, and all, so on and so forth. And here we are on one particular timeline, in one particular universe, in one particular planet, with one particular form, looking at ourself, looking at ourself in this particular. So we are this infinite being of nothingness that goes into the something in a specific place and looks at itself through this one particular form and what's more amazing than that but it's 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 a crap crap tastic crap show and we forget who we are you know it's crap tastic it's like a nightmare it's like just unending hell it seems like but that's when we forget who we are and then we're fighting with our ego constantly yeah and that's just more ego if you're fighting with your ego that's your just your ego because the, the, once you go to who you are, you don't fight with your ego. In fact, your ego doesn't even exist. It's just an illusion to function within the illusion. It's like we have to have some sort of like thought process that's like this is a person and this is a body and this is how you function. And you have that in order to function, but you don't have to buy into it. It's I say it's possible. like a cartoon character. Yeah. Drawn in. We, you, you, that's the ego as a cartoon character. I think. Yeah, and it helps to see it in that perspective with humor, not take it too seriously, and to accept it and to allow it to be. Ultimately, we do have to sort of, you know, let the ego be non-existent. But until it, until then, we it's useful to a certain. What about point humor? Yet. Do you think humor is part of our ego? No, I think that that certain humor is part of our ego. You know, like the ordinary stuff you see with comedians and comedy movies or just like jokes that is like a fraction it's, it's real it's a fraction of the humor of the self once you see that the self is absolute infinite bliss it has within it an essential humor that i call the cosmic joke the cosmic humor and it is funny and oftentimes the best way to see it is to not take yourself too seriously to laugh at your own particular small form that will start to get you to the humor of God when you're able to laugh at yourself, quote unquote. That will get you to the humor that is a that is the cosmic giggle. Like for example, the blanket guy. You know, he often like there's this interesting story that people might not find that funny. But he was like going along and this old devotee comes up to him and is like, Hey Maraji, one of your greatest devotees just died. And he starts just cracking up, just like rip glorious laughter. And she's like, you butcher, you know, like, how could you laugh at this person was important to you, right? But he was unattached. He was seeing the humor of it and the, not in the sense that he's laughing at the people that are suffering over the death or the death itself. 
the laughter of liberation, the laughter of, like Buddha said, when you realize what all it's all about, you look up at the sky and you crack up. You're not laughing at anyone. You're not making fun of anyone. It's the humor and laughter of finally seeing this is all a dream. We're, we're civil the reality between our dreams. And I, my dreams seem real at times. And then I wake up and I play out the dream. Does that, is, you think that's part of our, our whole well, you being? Know it's about lucid dreaming, right? When you're right. in a lucid dream, the physical plane feels like a dream. What you'll notice as you explore lucid dreaming is when you're in the astral planes, you're completely in them. And it feels so real. And when you think back from the astral planes to the physical plane, that, in fact, feels like a dream. So, and then when you wake up, so quote unquote, wake up back on the physical plane, the astral plane feels like a dream. But they're both different levels of dreaming. One, they so obviously what, have different rules. Like in a dream, you could fly. In this reality, you probably, if you were, you could fly in a plane or something. Different laws of the universe uh, on astral planes. Uh, and physical play in general. Obviously, some people have done miracles and broken the laws of physics, so to speak. But it's very different. The astral, they could feel just as real, but they have, you could do amazing things on astral planes that usually cannot do on physical, like flying, like Superman, for example. I'm just wondering with people that are, you know, that are blind and deaf, like I, you know, like I have problems with hearing. And then my dreams have changed since I've the loss of hearing. I just wonder if the frequency, and that's what I'm, that that energy is being more vivid in my dreams since my loss of hearing. And I've also noticed sometimes my hearing will clear up out of nowhere. Like, wow, I could hear. And then it goes back. What do you think that is? I don't, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. Well, you know, like our confidence is infinite, right? consciousness but we go into a physical form where our consciousness is like reduced by the brain to a specific uh uh space suit so if your space suit is damaged in a certain way it's going to affect your consciousness uh perception of a certain sense organ you know but ultimately it could you could transcend that you know like in cases of telekinesis or telepathy or like you know for example they gave certain people in these studies uh psychedelics and they were able to see like in see light and stuff this is my hearing is like constant you know tinnitus with ringing and then like sometimes the frequency of that changes my energy the frequency of that like like i get near to it in a connected place like giant rock like we went to as a group for a ce5 last friday like every time I get near there, it's like high frequency pitch sound in my ears, like super high pitch, like a like you hear on a TV, like Doo! but it's even higher, and then it, and it will go, it'll fluctuate, woo, woo, like that. It'll do that in my head. And then, yeah, like there's certain spots on the planet that have certain kind of energies that people can tune in. All that is like the the different levels of vibration. And, you know, but I, I find there's an issue with this. A lot of people, they go around and they say, I'm this high vibe being. They think they're that. They might be. But they go around and they will be like, oh, I can't be around this certain vibe. Or this vibe is bringing me down or all that. And I get it. I get it. There is something to that. But try this. Try seeing that it's just your mind. 
It's it's the mind is what your own mind or I my own mind is causing me to be like that person's vibe's not so good, I gotta get away. Or this spot is more vibe than that spot. Like ultimately my mind created this whole particular universe. It's like we each have their own universe like uh, of our own in a space in a in a sense where like if you're walking down the street there's all this stuff going on but you're hungry so you create a universe where you notice the pizza shops let alone but everything else is still going on so you're not even seeing what's happening when you have these desires and these there's this vibe and there's that vibe all you're really seeing is a reflection of your own mind because when you get beyond that you see it's all just the same pure perfect energy there is no good or bad bad that's just one astral plane where there's that spot and then there's that person that's better vibed and there's that first spot that's better. All that's just another astral plane, a polarized, holistic plane that is useful to a certain point. But you got to ask yourself, do I want to live on that plane or do I want to completely be on the oneness, you know? The, the sounds, <clears throat> the sounds I hear, the different sounds at certain places outside the vibrations of other people. You know, I, I, I don't like to be in large groups of people myself too much. And that's another uh, good point though, because yes, there is the oneness where it's all one vibe and one same energy and all that kind of stuff, but we still are in these human bodies. So in that sense, it's important to understand all the different duality things like, you want to know about, you want to feel someone's vibe and feel if you're vibing correctly. Or you want to go to this place that it feels like it's really good vibes. There's nothing wrong with any of that. That's beautiful. That's part of functioning as a human being. The question is introducing this new sense of it's all one vibe. And then that puts the other stuff into balance. It's like a grounding. People often talk about grounding, they talk about being almost realistic and pragmatic. But in reality, Grounding is about grounding in the truth, you know, of the one of the one energy, the one consciousness, all is. And then once you're grounded in that, you function better, like you were saying about the cartoon character and so on. Oh yeah, you think you get, you think we get drunk on consciousness? You think we that happens to us? Yeah, I I like to call it God intoxication, and yes, that, that many Rumi wrote a lot of poems about that. There is a kind of intoxication of uh, spirituality that's especially shown in the bhakti tradition, bhakti yoga. And I've definitely had periods of time where I was God intoxicated. What I find is that I have to watch that because that could be me pushing away my humanity and then I'm not going the full journey. So I find that that's has a certain place to it but it's all about balance again when we're in human bodies it's really it's so important to balance our humanity and our divinity and i think to do that we fully be human so on one level we're fully human we're fully flesh we're fully feeling all these vibes and we have these senses and we're going to die and age and get sick and all that kind of stuff we embrace that but we also embrace that that's ultimately not who we are, that we are this consciousness, this spirit of oneness. And then by fully being both at the same time, that's what I think is the purpose of the human spirit. I feel that. I feel that right now. At the moment, like, like we're, you know, like through electronics, you know, like we're, we're talking through electronics 
and everything, and I could still feel the vibrations off that. I mean, can you explain that to me? I'm still trying to figure that part out still. Well, it's like there's um, all these infinite levels of reality. So we are incarnated, meaning we took birth into a human form. So that comes with this inherent, like, purpose. It's not like we make the purpose. It has some sort of purpose. And that purpose is like Alan Watts said, just to live. Just to, and in that sense of just living, we're embracing, we're fully being human with a personality, with an ego, with likes and dislikes, all that kind of stuff. But we're missing the whole fun of it if we don't also embrace our divinity, that, that it's all a dream, that we're not really human beings, that we have this ultimate God consciousness or self that is who we really are. And once that's introduced, we have a sense of space when we're going through all kinds of negative shit. If in every you know through electronics that we're talking through right now, the disconnect of human body, you know, the you know the physical body, us being like if you're sitting next to me, <clears throat> it'd be a different, whole different thing than I'm than I'm talking to you right through a oh, microphone. I get it. You mean by feeling someone's vibes from a distance? Correct. Yes. Oh my God. I I have that. It's called a spiritual power or city. And that's one of the ones that and ultimately I do want to not get caught in any sort of spiritual power. But I found that one, as long as I don't get egotistical about it and I use it in the harmony of nothingness, then it's fine. Like it's part of functioning, like just like seeing different colors or seeing a stop sign when you're in a car. Like it's important for me to be able to connect with anyone's vibes anywhere, you know, and I have this ability to like look at different gurus and I could feel the ones that are total phonies and it just are like, they have their struggles and all like mother Teresa. I'll give you an example. I looked at mother Teresa. I was like, she's so depressed. Double person. And everybody's like, what? She's a saint. She helps people later from her own diary. It turns out I was right. So those little confirmations, the cult of personality affects us from seeing these celebrities or big time people from how they really are. Like Trump's vibes, terrible on that level of duality. But then you could look at someone else's vibe, like Ram Dass, who's a real authentic spiritual being. Like our, you know, our Amma, the hugging saint, she's very pure and loving to everyone. You could feel her authenticity of that when you have that spiritual power. Now, oftentimes, as you probably encounter in the New Age community, many people think they have this power, but they don't. Like they can't even spot an obvious person like Trump's bad vibes and they think he's some savior. That's just an example. Exactly. I mean, and then think about with people with the the tribalism of of the inner bubble that people put themselves into and are willing to reach out and people agree too much then then everybody's agreeing then there's no disagreeing and that's social media has done that to us and it's it was supposed to be more of unity. There's unity in social media a lot, but there's a lot of divisiveness, good division going on that's at the a, same that's time. That's a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> I have a whole positive view of social media that it's a way. Me to, too. The peons can create culture, and it could be done in a sense of uh, spiritual mindfulness. But you know the way it's used mostly is in terrible ways. I get that, but it has so much potential. And I think there are people out there. I mean, I feel you're using it in a positive way. I think there are a lot of people 
you know, a lot to. of positive trends to it. I don't know. I use images, you know, using visual images mostly. That's what I try to do because the vi- through the visual moment of any, you know, of certain beauty, you know, will affect your whole body. Just the the visual of it, you yeah, know, like like you, like you're McKenna saying, said, going somewhere, you know. Yeah, I think Terrence McKenna said something about that, where it's like stop like consuming the culture and start creating your own. I think social media has given us opportunity to actually do what he said, you know, where we could take that tool and create culture, you know, create our own creative stuff uh, and put little spins on things in certain ways and get it out there. And that is an influence on the main culture as sort of like a counter, a sort of revolutionary thing. But anyway, we are getting to the end of the show. Um, on Thank you. So thank you, Jeff, for being on the show. Thank you, Papa. This has been Under the Blanket, and I have been your host, Baba Here Love. And stay in the here now, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, awesome.